Too Many Comics, episode 212. Brooks, dare we even mention how long it's been since not only have we recorded, but even chatted with each other? Oh, God, it's been torture. (laughs) But how long are we talking here? Uh, I mean, it's got to be like a month, right? Jesus. And why again? You know, just got a job, freelance work, a baby... Uh, I mean, I, I make no excuses. Those are just reasons of just being a super busy person. And quite honestly, um, you know, we're not making money off this podcast. We do it for the fun. But, uh, you know, that sometimes goes down the list of priorities. Well, I have two of the three of your priorities. <laughs> and, you know, I, I respect the hustle. And, you know, I, I've seen the kid. She's She's exhausting. Yeah. And, you know, we've gotten, I think both of us have gotten sick in the last month. Um, yeah. You just get super tired of running through the week. So, uh, but listen, here we are. Let's enjoy the moments we have together. That's true. And we got, we, we we're going to get back on track. If that's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. I will just put the caveat out there that I've read some books over this time period. I'm not sure I've got them all jotted down here. Everything's kind of jumbled together in my comicsology app. Uh, I don't really remember what some of them are about, but we'll talk to them when we get to it. But yeah, 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 I'm more yeah. excited about sort of just the general news and just uh, ourselves getting caught up because there's a lot of things that have happened that uh, I'm interested in your take on. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Um, so just to kick things off in the last month or so, I've seen numerous stories from HBO of going back and forth between Damon Lindelof and a second season of Watchmen. Uh, the most recent one is that he's decided against it, despite there being a story before then that they thought that they would go forward with it. Um, I'm, I'm still in the camp of, I think it was too successful for there not to be a second season. I don't think one will happen anytime soon. I could see this being like, not, not coming out for like another two years or so, but I think it'll be a completely different creator, director, yeah. and a whole different storyline. But I feel like, okay, so, you know, to, to their credit, they, they wanted to have like a self-contained thing, but, the, you know, this season managed to bring in, most of the characters from the original run. So it's mm-hmm. like uh, the main characters, like you know, Dr. Manhattan and Silk Spectre 2 and um, Ozymandias. And they even mentioned like Night Owl 2. And it's like, well, I mean, I think you might have played all the, the big cards already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, a story that would pick up would be, I don't think anyone other than Damon should touch exactly where this one left off. So it would have to go once again further into the future or find some thread of a storyline in the past or something that they can drum up. Because, I mean, we've gotten details into, like, where these characters have been and what they've been up to. Uh, but I imagine there's some sliver of a storyline that someone could latch onto if they really wanted. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, fine. Uh, but, 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 but great show. Great, yes, great, yes, great show. Can't say enough. Okay, fine. Uh, one TV show that we're not going to be seeing anytime soon is Why the Last Man. What is happening? So... You know, they lost the showrunner. Uh, they were yeah. picking up a new one. And then the star Barry Keegan exits, who was cast to play uh, York. And so now they are without a main character. Um, they've got new showrunners. Apparently, this is still planned. I mean, it was expected to premiere in 2020. That's not happening. No it way. Is, it is not completely shut down. So there's still hopes of, at some point, this thing coming out. But uh, I wouldn't say it looks good. But what is the problem here? This is an example, or even on like Game of Thrones or Walking Dead, where they introduce a TV show that kind of catches up with a book or or, or, or whatever. 
this story is told. You have the script, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like that's dumb. Yeah, I agree. And also, like, and I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know this actor from Adam, but like, I hope that he wasn't like getting too big for his britches. I doubt that's the problem. But still, like, what the fuck? Make the show. It's a great story. Yeah, listen, I'm right there with you. It's one of my favorite books of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, be on the lookout for any future news of that. Uh, again, it's good that it's not completely shut down, uh, but whatever. Uh, another <laughs> piece of news that we've got in the news section, but I'll just show it here now, because I think the last time we did talk about um, the Ex Machina was going to be adapted as well. Another Brian K. Vaughn awesome book. Uh, since yep. we last chatted, uh, Star Wars Oscar Isaac has been cast to star as Mitchell Hundred. That's cool. So this one's moving right along. Big time name attached to it. Uh, high hopes that... What are the odds that this comes out before Why the Last Man does? That, that's bad. You don't want that. <laughs> uh, but uh, also a great book, though. Um, excited to see that. I think that will get... Um, I mean, I feel like that would play much better to a wider audience, too, than Why the Last Man might. Um, just for like the real-life types of scenarios they can play off of like the 9-11 terrorist attacks and everything um, just from the whole the whole storyline but I'm excited to see both of these Brian Kivon making things happen he just needs to uh, start putting out Saga again and since we, since we last chatted uh, Harley Quinn movie Birds of Prey has released um, I don't think either one of us has seen it I have not seen it, but I want to. Yes, I have not seen it either. Uh, I will at some point. There's a new movie theater actually opening up by me, so this might be the first one I catch in there. Uh, so a few things. It's gotten very good uh, reviews, critical That's response. The thing. That's the thing. Great reviews. Yes, but low box office turnout. What? So what's the problem? Is it, is it, is it called ladies? Is that what it is? So... A couple things that I think are bigger than I don't I, I I truly don't believe it's the all ladies. I think people love Margot Robbie. I think she could carry a movie herself like this. And there's other big names in here that people know. Um, one, um, I think it suffers from Suicide Squad being a not good movie. Fair uh, enough. Two, it suffers from it being like a follow up to a not so good movie that came out four years ago. So it's like yeah. a long distance in between 2016 and 2020. Um, that's one thing. And then just this week, they actually switched the name up. So it's now if you go to see it in, in theaters, it is Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey, where it started off as Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's weird. Yeah, that was it was a weird name. Um, I think the casual fan uh, may not have ever like seen that the whole rest of that thing and just seeing birds of prey and not fully understood that it's Harley Quinn and a comic book type thing. I mean, obviously you should get that from the, from the trailer, but I think if anyone's just like reading that, what's coming out, um, you recognize Harley Quinn. I think more so than and it's clearly why they switched it up. So I'd be interested to see if that drives any more going. I think they screwed up with the name. I think it being attached to suicide squad holds it back. Um, and being four years after that for that suicide squad movie. Um, but I will see it at some point, and uh, but I'm very glad that it's gotten good reviews, though, because I was worried about that. Yeah, I mean, now that I think about, it, I mean, so anyway, so it 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 will probably make its money back, but like I now I feel like I have to go see it because it's if it's getting reviewed well. I mean, we all love Marco Robbie. I mean, come on, yeah, give me a break. She's great. 
splits like you would expect. It should be doing fantastic. Well, we'll, should, we'll do our due diligence at some point. Yeah, I mean, I could walk up the street and see a movie. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, it, I would. I don't think it's like a two or three hour epic like the MCU stuff. So it, no, you know, I think yeah, the day. which again, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm proud of myself that I saw a three hour movie in the theater. That, that's big for me. Well, way to go. That's big for me. You didn't I mean, fall asleep. I did not. I'm waiting. That's not my thing. I get more like jittery. You know me. I look at the exit every time. Like, mm-hmm. where? How do we leave here? So anyway, all right. Myself. Well, let's uh, let's talk some books. Whatever uh, we can remember from the past month. All right. So okay, Iron Man 2020 number one. Yes. Uh, I, despite all the time that I was given, did not read this book. Um, you did not miss anything. So so what did I miss though? So, set in a time when, um, let's see, how can I even, I'm trying to bring up some of the uh, pages for me to remember. So, this is written by Dan Slott and Christos Gage. Um, Good pedigree. It's a, a future story where artificial intelligence is a real danger, and there's a ro- robot rebellion going on, uh, and Arno Stark is Iron Man. So... A big thing for me was initially, I think even either before I read or directly after, I had to go in the Wikipedia of Arno Stark and get like the full background at the time because I'm not up on this character whatsoever. Okay. Um. So it's it's like a book for diehard Iron Man fans that have sort of been reading a little bit of everything. Um. You know, no real like. Uh, let's see, how can I fucking explain this from like reading it a month ago? What's uh, it about? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm trying to like look at the pages again. I just remember fighting. I mean, I have mean, never heard you be this upset about a book before. This is bad. <laughs> are, you, are you okay? I remember fighting. So, was somebody mean to you? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Um. Yeah, this is a terrible review. But again, this is like why, like, it's not standing out as anything that, uh, uh, you know, something that was like worthwhile. Like, there was some fighting between robots and various Iron Mans, um, and they need to take down the robots and get them under control. AI driving explosions, doing a whole thing. What well, sounds like a lot of like, uh, <laughs> like buzzworthy topics we got yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, this is Robots, terrible. I'm sorry. I read this a month ago, and it didn't stand out. And, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. So, I mean, based upon your vivid uh, re- recall of this book, what are we talking here, like, like a 4 out of 10? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably like a 5 or 6. I mean, the, I, I assume if you like Arno Stark... Uh, if you read all the Iron Man titles, these are two good writers. Clearly, the story is like pulled out from something, or you know, has been told in a way before. Um, it, it was there was no like real push and pull of an emotional thing that like I would attach to this. It was kind of just like, oh, okay, there's AI in the future that is causing problems, and we need the smart superhero to like take care of it. So remind me, what's his relation to Tony Stark? Now you're going to make me look that up again. Oh, okay. well, you looked at the Wikipedia. Jesus. I don't know. 
an alternate yeah. equivalent of Arno Stark and the Earth 616 continuity as the previously unknown brother of, T- of Tony Stark. So they're brothers. Okay, got it. Arno. Both who have been genetically altered by the recorder known as 451, intending for the child to grow up to pilot a suit of armor known as the God Killer. Like, it, yeah, I mean, this is like, to me, as a casual love Iron Man movie stuff, don't really read a ton of books of Iron Man. This was like very in-depth, and I was caught off guard. So Arno and Tony. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be like Anthony and Arno, yes. right? Okay, but what's Arno short for? Or long for? No. Arnie? Arnold? Arnie, Arnie and Tony? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just, I These two, I mean, they could have a great childhood together. Okay, fine. Yeah. So so I don't, I don't regret, I guess. Yeah, you're fine. Hopefully you didn't buy it. I did not buy it. Okay. If, I, if I did, I would have. Well, I mean, I would have done it, but like, I just kept forgetting and forgetting, and then, like I said, time passes, and here we are. Yeah. Right. Well, for next week, we've got Alienated Number One. This is out of Boom Studios. This is acclaimed writer Simon Spurrier and artist Chris Wild Goose present a subversive coming-of-age story about having all the power to change the world, but the unready ha- the unready hands to truly wield it. Three teenagers, each an outcast in their own way, stumble upon an unearthly entity as it's born. As they, bo- as they bond over the shared secret and the creature's incredible abilities, it becomes clear to the teenagers that their cute little pet is a super predator in the making, and it's in need of prey. Guided by the best intentions at first, the teens' decision soon become corrupted by adolescent desires, small-town jealousies, and internal rivalries, sending them into a catastrophic spiral of their own making. That's cool. Yeah, sounds cool. Hmm? We'll give it a shot. Well, you know, again, I, I just feel like Every week we talk about where are the, the, the big books and where are the big books? Um, yeah, I'm waiting. We've got, there's something, uh, what comes out in March? I feel like it might be like Jeff, a Jeff Lemire book. Lousy smart weather. Yeah. Well, you talk about what you read and I'll look this up. Something is coming out in March that I'm very much interested in. All right. All right. I, I read it. All right. So, um, I, I'm all over the place with the books that I read because of the time that's passed since our last recording, but I did read, uh, the latest installment of, uh, Excalibur, um, which is a t- tiny Howard book. Uh, it's basically the British wing of the new X-Men lines. Yeah, it's, it, again, I'm a big fan of the character formerly known as Psylocke. Now she's Captain Britain. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I like it fine. Um, X-Men 7, I read today, um, which is, again, this is, Jonathan Hickman does the main X-Men book. You know this guy is a world-building fiend. Um, he's reaching back to things that we saw in House of X and Powers of 10. That was like, I respect that you're doing this. So that, that actually was a, was a very good read. Start number one. Um, so the thing about this book is I read a lot of, like, articles about Star as a book. This is Kelly Com- uh, Kelly Thompson, by the way, and this is a character that we would have met like last year, who went like kind of rogue and crazy and fucked up Miss Marvel, and then Miss Marvel at the end of that situation literally punched her heart through her back. That's that's got to be okay. That's got to be kind of like a haymaker, I think, to very powerful people. That's you're dead. But anyway, so she cuts so she's now back alive in this new series. And I got I thought it was pretty okay. I liked it. I mean, you know are both fans of Kelly Thompson. Um good book. I liked it. Right. Good for you. And I you know, I, I read two of your next three, but I've been talking for a minute and I need a break. Okay. So uh March fourth, by the way, twenty twenty is Strange Adventures from Tom King. 
Oh. So okay. number, number one from that. And there's a, this other book that I was looking at uh, also that same day, uh, Strange Academy, number one out of Marvel. Uh, so this it? is uh, Scotty Young is writing, and it is Doctor Strange has opened up a school for young sorcerers where they are taught by the likes of Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, uh, Brother Voodoo, the Ancient One. Um, I've seen some things about this. You know I'm always a sucker for like those... Like the Gotham Academy I read, yeah, all yeah, those young yeah. Batman type stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably check that out too. So, we got some books coming. What was the shit? What was the book that we read together by Dennis Hopeless, where it was the kids on the island, and it was just like so disappointing. Avengers Arena. That's the one. Mm-hmm. That is the one. That's the one. That one. I, and, I, and I finished it, but that was a toughie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, I mean, I've only got a few of mine in here. I've kept up to date on, um, uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. This is up to issue, issue seven. This uh, is uh, Chip, Chip Zdarky, right? Uh, Matt Fraction. Oh, okay. So basically, yes, I was right. Yeah. So <laughs> listen, still a fun read. Um, I'm surprised it doesn't get more pub than it does. I mean, I never see like big reviews, uh, in my feed reader of it. Um, so it's, it's flying under the radar still. Uh, I think it'll be a great pickup of, of 12 issues for someone that wants to blow through if they haven't kept up with some of Fraction, Fraction's other stuff that he's been doing. Like, I think he still has sex criminals going on. Um, it was fun. It's, it's been fun. I shouldn't say it was fun. It's been fun of a character that I didn't know much about, uh, going through his own storylines in, in typical Matt Fraction fashion. Uh, I think I say this each time that, you know, we read it. It's got a quirky way of being put together, the way the storylines work. He's done a great job of keeping it all tied together. Uh, Runaways, I have kept up to date. And so I think it's maybe been two issues since we last chatted. Uh, I'm forgetting exactly what has happened and where we stand, but it's issue 29 was the uh, most recent well, the, one. Well, well, they're, they're hanging with like Doc Justice. Yes. That's still, that, that's still happening. Yeah. Doc, yeah. The J teamers. Yeah. Yeah. So going around with him. Are you caught up on this? Yes. Okay. Uh, I still, I mean, we say it every time, but how is this book made it to 29 issues? That's very unusual these days. Yeah. Um, especially with the show now being done after, was it two seasons, three seasons? Right. Um, but it's still fun. Like, I love the, even though it's not Chris Hunka anymore, I still love the art. I love what, uh, Rainbow has done with these characters. I love the storylines. It's a lot of fun in a, in a book. Um, you know, I'm just like looking at these full page panels now of, of them hanging out, eating the pizza and Chase throwing a whole slice, a whole pie to old lace. Um, even just like when they're just hanging out, uh, they finally got back, like back on the run, like a six or so issues ago. So there was like a lull on the storyline, but, uh, Runaways is, is always just like a nice break from the more serious books. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it does read super fast, though. You mm-hmm. got to admit. Oh, like, yeah. You can, it's like, and it's not even, I, I, I think it's even like less pages than other books. I, I'm convinced. Oh, I should count. I should way. count. I don't think but, so, like, but it, it comes it, off that it's, way. It's just like, you know, flip, 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 and we're done. Okay. Wow. That was, that was fast. So, <laughs> and to recap the issue, Gert's annoyed, Molly's enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> and like, <laughs> that's where we all stand. Yes. Uh, Victor is, uh, you know, confused. Chase is, you know, doubting his own intelligence, and then somewhere in there we get like Nico and Carolina. There you go. That's the Runaways. 
That's that's my that is my podcast about the Runaways book. Boom, five seconds. Uh, Batman: Curse of the White Knight, number six. So I didn't know, by the way, before you dive into this, that this was not the last issue. I expected a conclusion. Okay. So it is in, in issue seven is the end, right? That's yes, the, I believe so. Uh, no, there might be two issues. I think it's just seven, man. I really? Think it's, no, no, I don't know. I don't know. Even I'm so confident. All of a sudden, no, I don't know. But it's it, but it's not like double digits. It's we're, we're, but if for some reason I thought well six books that's a, that's a nice round miniseries. Yes. And so and so but they also had that weird like one shot of this too, which I wish I could somehow there's a there, there was a, a switch or a button or a knob or a bubble in a comicsology where it'd be like I don't want these bullshit books. <laughs> yeah. series that I'm, I'm talking I'm talking to you we can divine but, <laughs> but anyway this is when, I, when that book I was like I'm gonna read it but I don't I don't like it and I want to so anyway circling back uh, this was not the end of the series so w- no. what did we learn that we go with this um I like I don't know where this is gonna like how how is like this gonna wrap up? So we've been like on this quest of uh this idea of Azrael being Batman. Um yes. you know, all the Bruce Wayne secrets being revealed like one by one, um uh, almost systematically like through each issue, um, and being like fully caught up on his past. Uh Joker playing obviously a, a large role in all this. Um in this issue we get um well, it's a, it's the, like the very last panel, right? Where he, I'm trying to flip back through to, towards the end, a sort of a, a shocking ending to this one. Yep. Um. And and what was that again? Do we want to say it? Is it like the shooting of? Or are we saying it? Yeah, I'll say it. Okay. Well, sh- shooting Joker in the face. That's right. Which is weird because I just looked up that there's two books left. Okay, there are two. Yes. Okay. That's why I, I just wanted to like bring in people to be like, what? Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Yes. So, Bobby Newport. Bobby Newport. I guess I'm clowning around. <laughs> uh, I mean, this book is so it's so gritty. Um, it's like a perfectly done. It's like perfectly drawn. Sorry, perfectly told. It's, it's perfectly perfect, colored. Yeah, like perfection. It, it yes, is absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, it, it was kind of made notion in the past of they should have him do the actual title or other things. But you know what? Let this let do let Sean Murphy just like sit here and do his thing on the side. Sean Murphy makes good book. Yeah, period. I mean, I mean, the Punk Rock Jesus was another one where it's like this is just phenomenal storytelling and obviously like his illustrations are just so first of all they're very distinct and that's big i think that there's only there's only so many artists that you and i could really think about who when you see their shit you're like well, that's clearly blank mm-hmm. um god his stuff is so solidly drawn yeah so so good i love it so i mean obviously i'm on board for the final two i'm on board for the third ser- third installment of this when he gets to it, I'm on board for. I think he's doing that Catwoman book, right? Yeah, which would be that's gonna be great. Yeah, whatever the dude wants to do, I'm here for it. Uh, honestly, put him on the list of just like, you know, I pick up his stuff without question. BKV, 
you know, Lemire for the most part, Tom King nowadays, uh, even like Kelly Thompson stuff. I put like I, when I read when I started like her Deadpool. Like I don't read Deadpool, but because Kelly Thompson was doing it, I checked it out. Yeah. Uh, so like you know, there's a handful of writers, and just no questions asked, I will buy the very least the first issue of whatever you got going on, and trust that it's probably going to be good. There you go. So congrats, Sean Murphy, for making the list. Sean Murphy. And then today, uh, Ascender number nine came out. I have not read it yet. Uh, so for no. next week, I will most certainly do that. And I feel like there's some other stuff that I went back through and poked around at. Um, I do want to get, I'm not fully caught up on Gideon Falls, another issue that came out. That's, uh, but, that's a, that's a good book, buddy. Yeah. I think I'm only like four or five behind now, though. I had gotten like, way behind. Well, Dude. I, I read a ton. So I was like backed up for a little bit. Um, Gideon Falls. There hasn't been another Joker Killer smile yet, right? There was just the two. Yeah, it's second time. Okay. There was that we read or we talked about on one of these shows that there was a delay on the okay. final one. All right, we that we have discussed. Okay. And by the way, like, dude, like, there's some great books you're not reading, and you should. By the way, I'm gonna go, if I can, if I can go back, I think you like uh, you would like Star. Okay. I think you I think you should I mean like I, I didn't know anything about the character of Star, but I kept reading about this book. So, you know, the the first page I want to say is like all prose. I could be making that up, but I think I'm right. Where they sort of be like, Hey, you're probably here because Kelly Thompson's writing this book. Here's the history of this character. Boom. I feel it I feel like that's the thing. Okay. And I think maybe so but the 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 art is quite good and obviously you are a, a fan um and a one-time interviewer of the uh, creator. She's the best. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into some exciting, uh, it's called weekly news, but uh, monthly news that's gone on. Yes, we just got news. Yeah. So we'll just run down through the list here, some quick uh, blurbs and chats about uh, what's been happening. So the MCU, Marvel has mixed it up with Doctor Strange 2. Uh, Scott Derrickson, who uh, did the first one, will not be doing the second one. And as of right now, Sam Raimi is in talks to direct Doctor Strange 2. That's weird to me. Yeah. I mean, again, Sam Raimi, uh, beyond, you know, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 and some really campy stuff in the 80s, like, did the Spider-Man stuff. But I feel like, yeah, he had your shot. Like, let's, let's open it back up to other creators. I think. Yeah. And this is, Doctor Strange 2 is being billed as a pretty pivotal yeah, at least they tease it as such whenever they announced it as being, you know, sort of horror. We'll have one division, which we'll talk about, tie into it. You know, Multiverse of Madness could open up a lot of things. So there's going to be some pressure on this one. So uh, and maybe that's why they're just leaning towards, you know, someone who's been around the block a little bit. But still, sure. it was and it was kind of weird that his name instantly popped up. Like, Derrickson was gone, and like three days, three days later, it was like, oh, Sam Raimi's in talks. By the way, speaking of like horror flicks, I I don't know where you are on this. I am really excited about the New Mutants movie. Have you seen anything about this? Uh, not since like yeah. the the last trailer. I mean, I've been watching. You know, I've watched that a few times, of course. And the reviews that are coming back from like at this point, cause it's kind of early. You, the select few have seen it seem to be like really feeling it. There's talk of it being folded into the greater Marvel, you know, the MCU. I, this is the one I'm looking forward to, man. And I hope I'm not let down. I'm really, really, really excited about this movie. Really excited. Well, Looks good. I hope for your sake that you're not. We've been waiting well, a long time. 
should have left you. But yes, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to switch up the order of these a little bit. So during the Super Bowl, uh, Marvel, MCU, Disney Plus put out about a like a minute long teaser that included clips and look-ins of WandaVision, Loki, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, the biggest news sort of out of all these that, that has occurred, um, one, Owen Wilson has some big-time role in the Loki series. Uh, two, well, one, it looks like obviously he's going to have potentially some time travel going on. I think we sort of figured that just by where the Loki character left off. And yeah. then... The biggest news is that potentially, you know, WandaVision, it looks as though they are taking some guidance from Tom King's vision, which in the way that they're at the very least, obviously it's, you know, he wasn't with Wanda in that book, but just the way they're presented as an average American couple through some of these, you know, he's got the sweater vest thing going on and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the old timey dress up. They've got obviously a tease of the two kids. Um, which could open up some things. We see Wanda in her Scarlet Witch outfit. Uh, I think after this teaser of, of the three shows, um, most of the chatter online has been about WandaVision, and I'm excited yeah. for that. Me too. We're talking like, like, like the next summer, though, I feel like. So we're looking, because they actually sort of put these out. So Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming in August. Okay. Um, Deadline had previously reported that, but now it's official. That will be the first show. Uh, bucketed in with this, Mandalorian Season 2 will come in October. Woo! WandaVision arrives in December. It was announced okay. as 2021, but was recently shifted to 2020, so we'll be getting at least the start of it this year. Okay. And then Bob Iger didn't give a specific date for Loki, which was just teased in a Super Bowl spot, but a recent press release announced it as a 2021 show. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's good. So we're gonna have to. I'm most excited for anything that I've been in a while of these MCU shows to see how they do with these, um, especially oh, WandaVision. Oh, oh. I'm like hurting for some WandaVision. I mean, but here is a gripe that I have because okay. I'm the curmudgeon here. I don't like how services that, to my knowledge, no, uh, I think they all do. All the streaming services now: Netflix does, Hulu does, Disney Plus does. They don't release the entire season at once. I'm sorry. Like, we've created a binge society. I hate it that I had to wait week after week for Mandalorian. I don't like that. But you gotta be part of the the water cooler conversation. I don't give a fuck. I wanna watch this (laughs) show. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying though, man? Yeah. I mean, like, I I do see both ways though. They've created monsters out of us. Yes. But, like, I've gotten accustomed to here they all are. Watch them at your leisure. And if it's a show that I like, it's always that weekend. <laughs> but, <laughs> Orange is the New Black Dude, I knock that shit out every time, like, before Monday came around. Every time. Because I was just like, let's do this. I, I don't know. I, just, I, I feel spoiled. And, you know, and I even have fallen off of shows that have been on things like Apple TV Plus and um, Disney Plus. Because I was like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Because also the difference is like if you just go straight back to like the opposite of cord cutters, I guess like cord people. Well, the show comes on at eight o'clock, and you should be there to watch it. So I'm just I'm mm. having a hard time. Ad- I'm saying I'm adapting hard to this. So all I'm saying is I I will watch all these shows with great excitement, but I wish they would do it the way that I want. That's the 
take away. Yeah, well, yes, however they come, <laughs> I'm going to accept it and watch. However they want me to consume it, I will gladly do so. Well, aren't you, like, trying to get the government to like, <laughs> to, to, to waive all your stuff? Because if that comment. Um, furthermore, there's been talk of a filming schedule released for Miss Marvel, for the Miss Marvel series for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, it aligns with other projects in development for the MCU. So looking to cast someone for the role who's available to shoot between July 2020 and June 2021. This is similar to previous rumors saying the series would start shooting in late 2020. But additional information now leans towards the filming to last only four months, which leaves eight additional months for Kamala Khan to appear in other MCU projects like Captain Marvel 2 or second season of Miss Marvel. So it aligns with Captain Marvel 2 shooting and filming um, and keeping this actress on the hook for appearing in some other stuff, which makes perfectly sense. Kamala is, uh, you know, directly influenced by Captain Marvel in the book. So, yeah, yeah there's probably no better two characters to tie together like this. Man, listen, I love these nerd reporters. Thank, thank you for, <laughs> right. for, for, for whoever put that shit together. I, kudos to you because you know what? Twenty five years ago, people would have thought you were a fucking loser because <laughs> because nerds are taking over. It's like, yeah, that's good reporting. I love that the is, nerds. That's good reporting. That's good stuff. And also, like, I mean, I'm not actually that excited in any way about like uh, I'm I'm somewhat excited about like the Miss Marvel show and like the Kamala Khan stuff, but like I'm more like. But thank you for taking the time to put together the timeline of filming and show release situations. Yes, thank that's what's, what's needed. Thank you, nerd. Yes. <laughs> uh, lastly, Seth Rogen, David S. Sandberg are tackling Rick Remender's fear agent for Amazon. I didn't read that. Did you? You didn't read Fear Agent, though you're a big Rick Remender fan? He writes a lot of stuff, man. Give me a break. All right. Hey, listen. I just threw it in there because I, I thought the, the connection, but... Although, okay, 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 before you dive in, though, I am happy this is happening, despite the fact that I don't have a reference for this actual story, because I felt like, you know, Deadly Class not surviving and being successful, like it should have. That was a well-made show. I watched mm-hmm. all the episodes. I assume you did, too. I feel like you took over the chin over that one. Like, I, I mean, I remember I saw one of his tweets or, or something that he put out being like, in so many words, we did our best. I'm sad, but thanks for watching. Because I thought that show was mm-hmm. well-made. It was. I agree. So, this is in good hands here. Um, there was a big bidding war for it. Amazon beat out NBC, HBO, and TNT. Um, so a lot of people wanted it. Um, Sandberg is who directed the Shazam movie. Obviously, Seth Rogen's been involved with the likes of Preacher recently. Um, and getting his hands in sort of a lot of these comic book flicks and, and TV shows. Uh, so again, listen, just another comic book adaptation to uh, once more look forward to. And also, like, did you finish Preacher? No. God! That's the fucking worst. <laughs> Why don't just, like, cut this whole segment? Because I just feel like, how could we not? You in particular, I like that book a lot. How could we not finish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no excuse. Well, I mean, there's excuses, and actually, they're they're usually quite val- like valid, but they're similar to the excuses of why we haven't talked in a month. It's been torture, man. <laughs> torture. <laughs> well, given that, listen, we we got back together, caught up on some books. We will uh, start to hold ourselves accountable, even though we always say that. But uh, <laughs> we'll be reading and plan to be here next week. That's right, buddy. I will. 
hopefully and probably and probably not talk to you on the right day. <laughs> it's fluid. Fluid schedule. <laughs> All right, man. Until next time, hit us up at uh, too many comics.com. I've been reading too many comics.